RadioMD. RadioMD.com. Melanie Cole's Health Radio. Health, health wellness, wellness, and fitness. And fitness. Five days a week. Security. You hear it bandied about in the media. You hear people talking about it in the movie Captain America and Iron Man going at it, kind of seeing what the difference is and how we can kind of look into the psychology of it all. And my guest today, Dr. Travis Langley, he's acclaimed pop culture writer. Welcome to the show, Dr. Langley. So freedom versus security. Captain America and Iron Man, why do they see things so differently? And why does the public at large see things differently? Yeah, there. When the superheroes first emerged back in the '30s, uh, that was a big issue then too. Yeah, you know, now and the superheroes are very popular now. You know, when it at that time, uh, there was a psychologist named Eric Fromm who was trying to make sense of what had happened in Nazi Germany, how the German people had given up so many freedoms in order to feel more secure after the Great Depression. And he was trying to make sense of that, and he came to the conclusion that just this desire, this conflicting desires for freedom and security, that that's the most basic human dilemma from when we are toddlers, and we want greater freedom, but we want to feel safe. And now we see it being played out right now with this Captain America Civil War film, which had been the the Civil War comic line in the uh, storyline in the comics about 10 years ago. And the Captain America, you know, focusing on the freedom side of the issue, you know, the individual liberties and the, the personal rights. And Iron Man emphasizing the need to feel secure and safe and, you know, saying someone needs to regulate the heroes, but... Captain America not trusting the system. Well, of course, in the film, you see it's been played out where Hydra has infiltrated the government and S.H.I.E.L.D., and in the comics, Captain America has encountered uh, organizations like that. So he and, and Iron Man have had differences in experience leading them to these different positions. You know, in real world, we would want people to regulate superheroes, but we also want somebody to shake up the establishment. I, I think you even see that in our presidential election. Yes, when you do. Donald Trump at the right and Bernie Sanders at the left both come in as the anti-establishment heroes, appealing to people of great divergence politically, but for that same interest in not trusting the system and wanting somebody to stir things up. And that's what the superheroes grow out of, that desire for the rebel heroes. Well, it's an, it's interesting that we use comic superheroes to tell us what's in front of us and what's going on in society today. And as a parent, Dr. Langley, I mean, you go through that every day with your little kids. You want them to fly, as you say. You want them to have that autonomy to make good choices. And yet you want to put them in a little bubble wrap and keep them so safe and also look at their texts and also look at their Facebook page and <laughs> sort of intrude on their personal privacy and personal space. But I tell my kids, I say, you know what, this is not a democracy. Here, this is a dictatorship, and I will look into anything I want to keep them safe. Uh, You know, but it's such a societal thing we're going through right now. And of course, it's part of growing up for them to rebel against it. But there's also part of them that feels more secure because of you, you know, laying rules and, and laying boundaries. And so there is no simple answer on this. It's that we're always trying to find that balance between the freedom and security. It is an internal, eternal struggle. And the, these characters in this story that's, that's coming up this week, and which we're, we play out in our book, you know, they represent you know, these extreme views of people who are all trying to do the right thing and trying to figure out what does it take to do that right thing. 
Uh, of course, in the book, we don't just talk about the conflict, the fight between the heroes. We look at their histories and you know what makes them heroes in the first place, what makes somebody ready to be a hero. Uh, Are they forced to pick Iron? sides? Well, they choose their sides. I mean, they're, 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 they, they get forced to make a decision. It with it gets pushed on them, you know, to make a decision. In the comics, it was over a superhero registration act. In the movie, it's because of other countries that have gotten wary of these American superheroes intruding all over the place. So they've got these Sokovia Accords, and they're putting them in the position of having to choose. And and sometimes these things where we get forced to choose, there's a false dichotomy. And it's like, you know what, there could be some other view. Let's slow down and talk about this and figure out if there's a middle ground. But not everybody's willing to have that conversation for the middle ground. You sound wishy-washy if you're going for the middle ground, and they want to rush to a decision. And in some so to some degree, these, these characters, you know, they get in the position of being forced to make a decision. In the comics, as soon as Captain America just expressed a reservation about going after superheroes who weren't going to support the law, uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. people pulled their guns on him right there. They forced a decision. It looks like not that exact scene, but some things similar like to that are going to be happening in the film as well. Well, and they're happening in society, Dr. Langley. And as you mentioned, Nazi Germany, okay, Hitler played on the fears of those people post-Depression and said, these are the people now, Jews are the ones you have to be afraid of, they're coming after you. And we are seeing this again right now, and as you say, on both sides of the spectrum, but specifically Trump is is playing on the fears. Well, it's the Muslims that are going to get you. It's the Mexicans that are going to get you. So he's trying to do exactly that. So if we ban the Muslims, you won't have to be afraid of them anymore if we you know and and the mexicans are taking your job if we get rid of them they won't take your jobs so it's playing on that fear and this seems to be following right along with what we're seeing every single day playing on our innate fears of foreign things and on losing our freedom what do we take away from this and when you talk about that with the real life groups People come in with the positions that they already have, and whatever predispositions in either direction, any direction, not necessarily either, but you know, they get in the way of being able to have a dialogue sometimes. So when we go with these fantastic characters, whether we were talking about superheroes with these characters or alien races in Star Trek, you can look at the conflict between them and hear the issues separated a bit from the biases that come within you already. Uh, I refer to this as a filter of fiction. Sometimes we can take a harder look at reality when we filter the issues through that fiction. Oh, yeah. That's so interesting that you say that. And, you know, J.K. Rowling did it subtly and absolutely brilliantly because she had that Voldemort character that was playing on the fears as well, unless you were a certain type of wizard and had certain views about the other types of wizards and the poorer wizards and the this. And so it seems to have been part of our society for thousands of years, that fear of what we don't understand or the difference. What do you want people as a psychologist to reevaluate their feelings about using fear as their way to pick sides. Well, fear has a place. Fear has a value. You know, fear helps us realize, hey, we should get out of the way of that bus. Um, but the emotion can get in the way of thinking logically. You know, it's it's finding the room for both the emotion and the logic. The, the reasons that matter to us emotionally, and the things that just flat make sense. And it can stop you from analyzing when you're letting the emotion just fear kick in. 
and it can make somebody reluctant to you know look at the details and look at what's really involved and and there are reasons for it, but you can make some monstrous mistakes as a result of it. Yeah, you certainly can. I mean, and and it definitely shows some true colors as a as a way too. When you're somebody who goes to either side of that fence and you make your declaration, then it does show some colors about people. So wrap it up for us: the psychology of security versus freedom. Well, with me, when I'm looking at these characters, I think the ultimate lesson with them is that there's not always. Uh, an easy moral answer, but the important thing is to persist in trying to do the right thing. Oh, yeah, I love that. You have to persist in trying to do the right thing. And as a society, we have to do that as well. And we can see more about you at Twitter at Superheroologist. Is that what your Twitter handle is? I am at Superheroologist on Twitter, Dr. Travis Langley on Facebook. I'm easy to find. And the books are Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and all over the place. How cool is that superheroologist? That's awesome. And so, you know, listeners, we need to take a look, make your own declaration. And if you're going to see this movie, Civil War, then, you know, you might learn something about the way you feel about these kinds of things, security versus freedom, and how that all plays into what's going on today in society. It's just fascinating. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. Stay well. (music) 